It's time for a little pep talk and pickleball. I'm your host, Jill Lewis. Today, we will be discussing my top tips to lose fat over 40 and why I'm giving up other hobbies and pastimes for pickleball. But before I get started, I wanted to make sure you knew that I have a free speed and agility workout that is perfect for pickleball. If you're someone that's looking to get in shape for the court, this is an excellent workout to get your body used to working in all planes of motion, which we know is so important in pickleball. So head to the show notes to grab that free workout that is perfect for getting you pickleball ready. Now on to the show. Welcome to Pep Talk and Pickleball. I'm Jill Lewis, your host, and I am so excited that you are here for my very first podcast ever. So exciting. You guys, I'm 49 years old and I am learning how to podcast. Your girl is doing the editing. I'm doing it all. I got this. You know, it's always exciting to be learning new things. It can be challenging, but it can be done. Just encourage you to always keep learning things that you're not experienced with. Keep growing. Gosh, it's kind of set me on fire, really, getting all these podcast ideas down on paper. I've got some amazing interviews scheduled that I cannot wait to share with you as well with some incredible people. So today I thought I would just dive into what it is that I do for my day job. My day job is I'm a nutrition and fitness coach, mostly for women that are over 45, women that are new empty nesters, women that are maybe going through menopause or just finished menopause. That's kind of the clientele that seems to gravitate towards me. And I gravitate towards them because guess what? Again, I'm 49. You know, I am going through it with you. And I'm a new empty nester. I've got a lot of changes happening in my life. In fact, as I'm recording this podcast, I am in a new home that my husband and I purchased in Florida. It survived the hurricane, thank goodness. And we've been remodeling it and just really enjoying it. We're so excited about our warm winter that we're going to be having. And we're excited to host our kids here and make a ton of memories. So that's been really fun, but just a lot of changes happening in my life. So kind of want to talk about all of that. But really today, I want to focus on what it is I do in my day job, which is helping women lose fat over 40 without losing the fun. And so I thought today, let's talk about what that means to quote diet. (laughs) I hate that word really. But how if you're trying to lose some weight, I always really focus on my clients losing fat, not focusing on the number on the scale. But so how can you lose fat, but not lose like suck the fun out of your life? Is that even possible? Yes, it is. So I'm going to give you five tips today on how to do that. I'm going to give you a bonus tip. And this bonus tip is really just the overarching theme. I want you to remember in the back of your mind as I go through these top five fat loss tips over 40. And that is, it's not an all or nothing mentality. This isn't, you have to do this or you're a failure. You have to do all five of these all the time or you can't do it. That's the all or nothing mentality. And that is a soul crusher. That never works. Whenever you try to be extreme on what you're eating, how you're exercising. You're just setting yourself up for failure, truly. You're setting yourself up for failure when you think that way. So I want you to take all of these tips I'm giving you, pick one or two that you want to try. I want you to pick one or two of these and master, or just pick one, master it for the next two weeks. Become an expert at one of these over the next two weeks. And then when you feel like, okay, I got that down, go back and pick the next one and master both of those for two more weeks. See what I'm saying? 
So we're going to kind of habit stack here. And that's what I really educate my clients on is let's just work into this slowly. You don't have to do this crazy life change. It's not about losing 10 pounds in 10 days. That's awful. Don't do that to yourself. Nope. We got a better way. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. The very first one is if you are somebody like me and you exercise is not your issue, okay? Give me, let me give you a little bit of, of backstory here. So I've been a group fitness instructor for years. Honestly, the first class I ever taught was when I was 24, 25 years old, I taught a prenatal water aerobics class. Isn't that hilarious? I've been doing group fitness every modality you could think of. I have done it. So workouts were never my issue. I love working out. Working out to me is not only it's a stress reliever, I feel amazing, all the things. But I went through a period of time where it wasn't making me feel amazing. I was overdoing it. I was teaching too many classes. I was doing too many workouts. I was grinding through things and I was falling asleep in the afternoons. I felt terrible. I couldn't. Then I was waking up in the middle of the night every night. I was like, what in the heck? Well, I was overdoing it. So if you're somebody like me that you love to do those, like a workout doesn't count unless you're dripping with sweat and you're spending an hour in the gym, anything short of an hour is just like not even worth your time. When you get over 40, you got to change your mindset. So if you're struggling, okay, first of all, I was doing all those workouts. I was teaching all those classes. I still had a gut. Okay. I really, I still had a gut. I was so mad. I was so mad. So what I changed was I backed off from the crazy, crazy workouts and I started focusing on how many steps I was getting in a day and strength training, okay? And that's what I want you to do. As you get older, those insane workouts that cause you know, fatigue, a really good workout doesn't, doesn't mean that you have to be drenched in sweat and insanely tired, no. Okay, all that's going to do is it's going to disrupt your sleep schedule. It's going to raise cortisol. It's overtaxing the body. We don't want that. Overtaxing the body, raising cortisol, all those things. You know what that does? Great way to increase belly fat. (laughs) I mean, trust me, I know. I've done it. Okay, so instead, you're going to get steps in. And it doesn't mean you have to hit, you know, everybody talks about that magic number of 10,000 steps a day. If you're somebody that's not like getting that many steps in a day, just add an extra thousand that's it. That doesn't take much. Okay. So if you have a smartphone or maybe you have an Apple watch, whatever, you have some kind of tracking device, your smartphone, you've got a tracking device on that smartphone. Just pay attention. Look and see, find it on your phone. How many steps did you get in today? See if you could add a thousand to that tomorrow. That's it. Try that. Do that for a couple of weeks. How much extra time did that take in your day? Was that just parking in the back of a parking lot? Seriously, do not ever. I do not want to see you. I can't stand it when I see people circling and circling. I mean, unless you are obviously, you know, disabled, there's no need to be circling and circling for the closest spot. Just park in the back, get some steps in. I mean, why not? It's an easy thing to do. But little things like that, get more steps in the day. Okay, take the stairs, things like that. Extra thousand steps. How much time did it take? And then see if you can add another thousand in a couple of weeks. All right, so that's the first thing. And then lifting weights. You know, women get nervous about lifting weights. Do you get nervous about lifting weights? Do you ever think like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to bulk up. I've heard that so many times. And can I tell you, I've been lifting weights very routinely. I mean, I'm talking like I've been so consistent with lifting heavier weights for the last, well, since 2018. So we're going on five years now. I still have not bulked up. (laughs) Okay. I still have not bulked up. 
It's hard to gain lean muscle tissue on a female body. It's really hard to do. It takes a lot of work. If you're bulking up, probably eating the wrong foods, maybe eating too much. That's a whole other conversation. Right now, let's just stick with this. Lifting weights. Now, if you're like, Jill, I've got joint pain. I can't. You could do body weight exercises. You can do yoga. Yoga is awesome. So any kind of weight bearing exercise, whether it is with resistance bands or maybe you've got, I mean, gosh, there's all kinds of things that you can do. There's classes you can take. There's programs you can follow. So you could try that. But lifting weights does not have to be something that you should fear. Okay, I want to make sure that's clear. And aside from the fact that it's going to keep you safe and healthy as you age, okay, so, so important. I mean, have you ever looked at a female that has like strong shoulders? How good does that look? How amazing does it feel to wear a tank top and be like, yeah, my arms look pretty good. I mean, do you shy away from wearing tank tops because you're thinking my arms don't look that good? I mean, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like that mentally just does a number on you. And all it takes is just doing 20 minutes of strength training, maybe 20 to 30 minutes, three times a week. That is it. So what if this next week you just decided, you know what? I'm going to get an extra thousand steps in a day and I'm going to start picking up some weights or I'm going to take a yoga class a couple of days or try that. Let's go on. Protein. Protein is the most nutrient dense food. It is a powerhouse Protein, it's a superfood. It helps protect and grow lean muscle tissue. It keeps you fuller longer. So you feel really satiated. You're not going to be hungry later at night. You're not, it's going to curb those insane cravings. Are you somebody that gets like cravings at night for just, you know, all kinds of crazy food? Guarantee you didn't eat enough protein during the day. It's super nutrient dense. Like I said, it keeps your insulin levels in check. It's just such a no brainer. You can get protein from the animal or plant kingdom. Okay, so if you are somebody that leans more vegetarian, you can still get a lot of protein in and a simple Google search will help you. Here's what I want you to do. Track it on paper or track it in a free app on your phone. How much protein are you getting? Do you know what a protein source truly is? For instance, if you get up and you make breakfast and you have two eggs, guess what? Still not enough protein. That's not enough protein. (laughs) You need more. I want you to start paying attention to how much you're getting. Every break, break fat, I, when I say breakfast, I always say, want to say break fast because that's truly what it means. So when you break your fast, whatever time, you're going to have really good protein source. Just for giggles, I want you to try, see if you could eat 30 grams of protein at every meal. That's going to give you 90 grams of protein. It's a great start. It's not where I want you to be eventually, but that's a great start. Try it. Unless you're like a super, super tiny person. I can't speak to exactly, you know, obviously without meeting with a client and, and seeing them and, and giving them some ideas on, on, on what to do. But it's something to, to think about. Protein is your powerhouse. And let me tell you, it's going to help you. Why, why do we want muscle on our body, first of all? Besides the aesthetic of it and how good it looks, like I talked about those strong shoulders, good looking legs, having a butt, like all those things. Why is protein important? Well, the more muscle you have on your body, the more fat you naturally burn. If you're one of those that's saying like, oh, you know, I went through menopause, my metabolism is just tanked. Sis, you have to put more muscle on your body. 
you need more muscle. That way your body's going to burn more fat. Fat isn't going to burn fat. That muscle on your body, just sitting here, you're going to nap, like sitting here with the amount of muscle I have on my body, I'm going to be burning more fat than you are that who are not lifting weights. Eating protein along with lifting weights going to help so much. Okay. That's number two. Number three, not a fun one. I hate saying this, but for some of you, this might be the case. You might need to reduce your alcohol consumption. Boom. There I said it. Nobody wants to hear it, but we know, right? Alcohol is a poison to the body. It certainly is like a stop sign to fat loss. I'm not saying you can't have it. Your girl here loves a cocktail. I love margaritas. I love old fashions. I love wine. I love sparkling wine, champagne. Uh, Give me all the bubbles. However, I know it's not something I can do every night. For me, it goes straight to my midsection. It literally is a stop sign in my body. I have recognized it. I understand it. I know it. So I need to be more intentional when I am consuming it. So if people make fun of me, when I go out, you should see the water I crush. If I'm having adult beverages, I am crushing water along with it. For every drink I have, I guarantee you I'm drinking two glasses of water. That's just what I do. So maybe for you, try drinking one glass of water per glass of alcohol. Maybe that means like through the week when you're just sitting there watching television or whatever, you're laying in bed, like watching something, you're fixing dinner, you're maybe just lay off the booze for a couple of nights, see if that helps. Again, I'm talking about tips to help you lose fat. If that's not your goal, it's all good. So I'm not saying it's impossible, you know, to drink and and still lose fat. But for most people, I think it's a good idea to reduce it. Just something to think about. Number four is my favorite one. And it is reducing the amount of processed foods that you're consuming. All right. So what does this mean? Well, processed foods are foods that are made in a manufacturing plant. These are foods and I, and I'm using food. I'm saying like foods in quotes, foods that people made, not foods that God made, nothing that came from mother nature. These are fake foods, foods that have this insanely long shelf life, foods that have crazy amount of ingredients. And maybe some of those ingredients, you're like, I don't even know what that is. It's very chemically. Chemically and food just should never go together, right? Think about that. What percentage of the food that you consume is prepackaged foods that are highly processed, meaning they've been stripped of nutrients. They've been gone through this whole processing experience where they're very nutrient poor, but they're very calorie dense. Flip that around and think about how much, what's your percentage of whole foods, of real food that you consume? Food that is single ingredient food, for example, like an apple or a handful of almonds or a piece of chicken. That's a whole food. That's food that either came from the ground, it was grown in the ground, or food that had a mother. People always kind of giggle when I say that, but that's what I mean. Food that had a mother or was grown in the ground. Ask yourself that when you look at your food that you're eating. Okay. If you're eating, I don't know, Doritos or something or an Oreo cookie or any kind of food like that, that's not a whole food. I think we can all understand that. Correct. But prepackaged stuff. So start looking at the present percentages and then how can you start to make tweaks so that the percentage of your whole foods increases and your percentage of your prepackaged foods decreases. Notice I'm not saying eliminate processed foods because, I mean, hello, we live in a modern society and it's fast paced and we got to eat on the go a lot, but we're going to just try to do better. We're going to try to maybe flip it to where it's 80% of the food that you're eating is whole foods and only 20% is processed. Something to think about and it really does help. Here's a cool thing. 
So many of my clients immediately lose puffiness and inflammation in the body when they do this. It's fantastic. So think about if you can make that change and then maybe, for instance, I have one of my clients last year, she switched to Whole Foods. She stopped having to take Advil or ibuprofen every day. She was taking ibuprofen every day for joint pain and she stopped taking it completely because she moved to a whole foods based diet. Doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent, but just making that switch to whole foods, she no longer has to take ibuprofen on a daily basis because her joints feel so much better. Wouldn't that be amazing? Okay. Your fifth one is please don't be afraid of carbohydrates. They're not all bad. I promise. We need carbohydrates. Females, if your hormones are out of whack, how are you going to be losing fat? You're not. And guess what? Carbs make your hormones happy. We need them. If you want to eliminate, you know, you're trying to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. You're like, oh, I'm just not going to eat carbs for 10 days. I mean, what a disaster, first of all. So yeah, maybe you're going to get some quick, a quick win. And then long term, you just made it worse on your body because you just screwed up you're screwing up your hormones. You're screwing up a lot of things in your body, to put it that way. Carbohydrates. Yeah, there's bad ones. There's bad kinds of everything out there. But I think we know the difference, right? Like a sweet potato, an apple, that's a good carbohydrate. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I will say this. When you're eating a good complex carbohydrate, why don't you put a little clothes on it? Don't eat it naked. <laughs> it's my favorite way to, to describe it. So a naked carb would be just like an apple by itself, but clothe the carb with maybe some deli turkey, or you're going to have uh, some nut butter, like an almond or peanut butter with it. That's how you would clothe the carbs. What that's going to do, that fat and protein is going to help your body body's blood sugar regulate. It's going to like blunt that insulin response. So that's a better way to eat your carbohydrates. The other thing you could do is cycle your carbs. Carb cycling is an advanced strategy in fat loss. So you could leverage some keto strategies that way. You could do two days in a row of eating low carb, higher fat. I think a big mistake people make in doing low carb is that they just eat, you know, they just starve themselves. (laughs) That's not good. Don't do that. Don't do that. Instead, you're going to go low carb, higher fat, and then the rest of the week, enjoy your carbohydrates, okay? Enjoy your carbohydrates. All right, those are your five fat loss tips over 40. I hope that was helpful. Okay, it's time to talk some pickleball. So I saw on one of the social media pickleball pages, there's a lot of them out there and they're all super interesting to follow. And one of the questions that someone put out there was, what are you doing less of now that you're playing pickleball? And I got thinking about it and it's boating. My husband and I hardly went boating this summer because I was playing pickleball so many evenings. So last summer after like after my husband would get off of work and we would go out on the lake and you know have a drink, watch the sunset and just kind of tool around on the lake and it was so fun and relaxing and would take my uh, my dog out there and well, this year we hardly did that. And I realized it's because in the evenings, I, if I had to pick one or the other, I was picking pickleball all the time. There's just something about being outside, which I love, but I love the fact that I'm getting exercise. I'm getting to do it's most of the time it's just open play. So it's not like it's super competitive, but it is a little bit competitive. And 
I mean, you still like winning those games. So you're getting exercise, you're getting a little bit of competition in, and you're having a ton of laughs. So many laughs on open play pickleball nights. Um, there's just kind of a little community that has formed on our little courts out here, uh, my small town in Illinois. So it's pretty fun. And as I'm an empty nester and my kids are not home, I have to say... I really have craved being around people more because I work virtually. You know, I work with clients completely virtually, so I don't see people during the day. So my kids aren't home. My husband's at work during the day. I'm working with my clients virtually. I miss being around people. And so this allows me in the evenings to get out and just share some laughs and be around other humans. And I really enjoy that. It's crazy when I think about uh, how much time it and space it takes up in my life and in my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, it really does. But I think that's the thing. You know, it's interesting how when your kids do graduate, have you found that your life does get a lot smaller. You know, you don't go to all those activities that you used to. So if you were going to sporting events, you kind of saw a lot of people at those, picking up your kids from school, practice. You know, you were around a certain group of of adults for a long time, at least all through high school. And then once that once that's over, you just you're not around that same circle of people anymore. So it's been fun. Definitely been fun just getting out with other adults and meeting new people. It's definitely expanded my world. But yep, boating this summer was out and pickleball was in. And I have to say, I my husband who is a golfer and is I think most people would associate him with golf. You know, he played in college um, at the University of Illinois and he played in a lot of just amateur tournaments in Illinois and things. So he really didn't play that much golf this year. And there were other reasons too, but he definitely picked up pickleball. And let me tell you, what is more annoying than when your spouse hardly ever goes out and plays and can still beat you? I mean, I put in all this time to it and oh my gosh, he goes out there and just, yeah, he's better. I say that because it's true. I don't say it because I want to, but it is true. He just has that better hand-eye coordination, um, I guess just from playing golf his whole life. I have a dance background, and so I have better, you know, my mind-body connection is definitely much better than his. So there are things I feel like I can do on the pickleball court, and I'm aware spatially, things like that, but but yeah, his hand eye. And I do think too, if you have any kind of a tennis background or you played a lot of ping pong or any kind of a racquetball, any kind of racket sport, you uh, definitely are going to find that you're going to pick up pickleball a lot faster. So he's also um, just as naturally gifted at playing tennis, which is equally frustrating. You know, some people just have it. They really do. Um, yeah, I'm not quite there. Like he just automatically knows how to put spin on the ball where I'm not quite there yet. So all in good time. My plan is this winter that I'm going to take lessons. I did take a couple of lessons this summer and it certainly helped me. I just need, it's like anything, you just got to get more consistent with it. And I'm going to take lessons down in Florida this summer because I have learned so many well, it's not like I've learned, but I just picked up bad habits right from the beginning. I think are going to be really difficult to break. But for me to get to the next level of pickleball, I've got to break those. So I want to work with a professional on that. Um, so yeah, that's obviously I'm taking my game pretty seriously. <laughs> but that's okay. I love it. I love it. It's fun. And I would like to start playing in some tournaments. I've always kind of pushed back on that. I've had a couple of people ask me to play with them and I've only played in just like a fun one that's it's not even really like a real tournament. So I would like to do that. 
I don't know. We'll see. I'm anxious to, I want to do it just to get the first one over with because I feel like I'll be super nervous and I just don't want to embarrass myself, but whatever. It's all good. All right. Well, that's it for this week. And I look forward to getting back out on the court ASAP. How about you? All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give my show a follow. Also, so that more people can find Pep Talk and Pickleball, if you could leave a rating and a review, I would be so grateful. If you would like some more behind the scenes with me, follow me over on TikTok at Jill Lewis Living or on Instagram at Jill B. Lewis. 